When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at Gosford Tennis Centre. Looks like we're on a extended delay here for maybe another hour, Buttes, mm-hmm. uh, until hopefully play gets underway. Earlier, I mentioned about Roland Garros. You know, that's where we'd like to take on Nick DeVivo next. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think he's brave enough. Because steve does some of his best work on the clay. <laughs> now, I just saw a moment ago that Rafael Nadal, who's had to pull out of numerous tournaments... Can you believe he's won an astonishing 112 wins from 115 matches at the French Open, dating back to 2005? It's mind-blowing. Here's a good trivia question. Who did Rafael Nadal lose to? Now, uh, twice Djokovic, 2015-2021, but the other one, Robin Soderling oh. in 2009. Well, you could... You could make some serious money hey, I think we just heard Adam back at headquarters did he answer that trivia question Adam could you turn your mic on uh, great to have you mate and congratulations to your team South Sydney did you know the answer to that question yes I did because it was the only it was the only game I remember seeing Nadal lose um, it was the first time he that I saw him lose and Soderling then ended up getting knocked out I think it was by Federer or, or something um, but that was the only time that Rafa Rafa wow lost before he lost to Djokovic. Yeah, great stuff, mate. Uh, love that. And also, you've heard us wax lyrical about your beloved South Sydney Rabbitohs, and you did stitch us up earlier when you rolled in the audio of South's last two tries. How do you feel like they're tracking? Butte said earlier that he feels like all of the top eight teams from last year aren't going as well, but I think that's because the competition's so even. What are your thoughts? It certainly is an even competition. I agree with Butte on that. Look, uh, I think this was a season-defining game for South Sydney and the fact that they've beaten the Panthers. Uh, they need to, I think, now back it up with a, a win over the Broncos and the Storm. If they can get those two wins, I think they can be taken seriously as a, a premiership threat. Uh, but, you know, if if they get rolled by, by one or both of the teams, then I think maybe um, South were just, I guess, lucky. It's a tough draw, and I think... Um, I think the Broncos have got a tough draw coming up also in the next five rounds. I think, I don't know whether it was the Rabbitohs. No, maybe it was the Rabbitohs, um, where if they win three out of the five, they'd be probably pretty happy with where they're at. But, yeah, it's um, you're right, Adam, about the evenness of the competition. It is absolutely phenomenal how close it is. And, you know, I think that was shown last week with Newcastle, who, you know, Got within a whisper of uh, a whisker of beating the uh, the Panthers. Um, you know, you could. You know, I, I don't know. I just look at that game and just go. You know, on paper, there's no ch- uh, Newcastle have no chance. It's one of the games of the year, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, Butes. Uh, just before we get to Steve O, Sports Person of the Week, yeah. let's look at a few more games coming up this round. So we got a Southeast Queensland derby: Dolphins, the Finns hosting the Titans. Now in the footy tips. I've gone for the Gold Coast in this one to mm. maybe cause an upset. Okay, and I think it would be an upset. I think the Dolphins have done well. And, you know, you look at the Hammer, he's signed a, a new three-year extension, which keeps him now there till the end of 2027, which is fantastic. 
uh, for the Titans. Oh, sorry, for the Dolphins, and also fantastic for him. They've just been incredible, haven't they? What, what a story they've been. We thought they'd be motherless last on the table. Yeah. Uh, that belongs to the West Tigers. And can you believe the West Tigers, I heard this morning on Saturdays in the Gong with Matty Russell, mm. he was you know, reading out some of the stats from the Fox Sports Lab, and he said, if you go back to last year, the Tigers are 0-11. So not just the start to this season. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's, you know so, what? Yeah. So West Tigers up against the Seagulls. Seagulls. Winning yeah. becomes a habit. So does losing, Steve, unfortunately. And this is where the West Tigers are at the moment. The only thing in their favour going up against the Seagulls is that teams coming off the draw, uh, coming off the bye have had a very successful record this year. Now... That may change on the back of the West Tigers taking on Manly. Manly have had a nine-day turnaround as well. So they've had yeah. plenty of time to recover. Uh, and what a last-start performance by the Sea Eagles against the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, outstanding. And that was as big. And you know what? It's interesting. I heard Joel Kane talking about it earlier in the week about, you know, those horses that perform and, that you know, they're up for a certain race. And that was Manly last week. Now, are they able to back that up again? They may not need to be at the same level of intensity as they were against the Storm, they still need to be up. And that probably weighs in the West Tigers' favour. A, they've had the week off. B, Manly on the back of a really physical contest against the Melbourne Storm last year, last and, week. And the West Tigers, uh, I guess the other thing in their favour is they go to Campbelltown. Yep. Yeah, that, and that makes it you know even harder for the Seagulls. But you know what? <coughs> Teams are used to going wherever they have to hey, go to play. Buttes, I've heard a lot on SEN, a lot of talk about the State of Origin teams. Mm -hmm. Just before we get to Steve-O's Sports Person of the Week, which is coming up in the next 90 seconds, just give us your thoughts on Nico Hines and the role he plays for New South Wales in 2023, the reigning Dally M Player of the Year. Look, he's in outstanding form. There's no doubt about that. How he fits into uh, the squad for Freddie... It's, it, it's a conundrum because if you look back to Andrew Johns, the eighth immortal... They played him in the 14, and at times he played hooker in his representative career, and he's the halfback in the team of the century. Yes, correct. And I look at that and I go, again, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced. There is definitely a spot for Nico Hines at the moment, depending on what Freddie wants to do and how he wants to play. Do I think he's good enough? 100% he's good enough. Would he be able to perform at that level? No doubt about it. But the balance of the team and what that looks like, that is the big question, and how that looks for Freddie and what he wants from his team. Hey, Buttes, we better get down to business with the final segment of the morning. Let's roll in the intro. Steve-O's Sports Person of the Week. Yeah, Buttes, uh, I just want to start with an honourable mention. Mm -hmm. And uh, I sent a few messages last night to a guy who was on the World Surfing Tour. Can you believe he debuted way back in 2003? One of the best goofy footers the World Surfing Tour has ever seen. He also won a couple of times on tour in France in 2008. That was against Kelly Slater, mm. against the greatest of all time. He won at Chopu in 2013. I remember covering that. We went out to his family home and covered that for MBN Television. He's been a role model both in and out of the water. He was actually in the water when Mick Fanning was attacked by the shark mm -hmm. in South Africa at Jefferies Bay. Uh, just a blistering backhand. One of the best backhand attacks we've ever seen on the World Surfing Tour. Now, when Owen Wright announced his retirement at Bells Beach a couple of weeks ago, Adrian Buchan from the Central Coast also announced his retirement. So 
He's still doing a lot of surfing. He's got roles within the industry. Um, you know, he's virtually a Rhodes Scholar out of the water. So he's got a huge future ahead of him and great family man as well. Adrian Buckton gets an honourable mention and deserves a standing ovation on the sports show. Take it away. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well done. The ace. Yeah. Steve-O's Sports Person of the Week. Oh. Uh, honourable mention too, thanks to Josephine Shannon for sharing the story about the Invictus Games athletes. Mm -hmm. I really love that, Buttes. You, you know I do, particularly talking about that on the Anzac weekend. That We've got three athletes off to Dusseldorf in Germany. But my Sports Person of the Week, she joined us at 10 o'clock this morning. Can't go past Alana Pitcher. Yep. What a performance. First time she's raced at 35k in the senior level. Two hours, 50.23. You broke it down earlier. That's like going down to Mingara, jumping on the treadmill, and trying to do it at just over 12 kilometres per hour mm -hmm. for 35 k's. And she set a new Australian record, Oceania record, Commonwealth record. Now could be off to Budapest in Hungary for the World Championships. Congratulations. Round of applause. Well done, to Alana. Alana Pitcher. Yes, yes, yes. Well done, Steve. Good uh, show today. Thanks to Adam back at headquarters. Thanks to Valentine Holmes, our technician. We'll catch you next Saturday on Saturdays on the Coast.